three, two, one, and welcome everyone. Casino, what do you, uh, was the, the last time you ended the game in Warframe? Uh, I we're thought, talking I endgame today. No, I was, I, I was just, thought, I thought you're like, you know, do, do you, do you know of the game? Which game? So when uh, it's 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 like a stupid like kids game or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whenever anyone like mentions the game, you lose. It's, uh... just, it's, it's just you know. But I didn't mention it. I only mentioned the ending of the game. So I guess yeah, I if, I guess I won. Think, if you think of the game, then you lose. No, no, the only way to win. Oh god, was it for the queen to declare that the game is over? That that's like the only way to win. There's only losing. So um, we already dive right into our uh, our our Casino Michel's concepts. This is our concept for Warframe Endgame, and uh, you heard it here first. Warframe, start implementing it. No, today we're talking about Warframe Endgame. Will Warframe ever have Endgame? I think this is one of the most talked about topics within Warframe for over the past few years, for sure. But maybe even since Warframe began, then people finished off everything they could do. And they were rather quick in that. So today we're going to be talking about what is approximating Warframe Endgame. Could there even be Warframe Endgame? Because actually I, I offered to you, Casino, the question of Endgame. And you were like, I don't think Warframe can ever end have Endgame. So uh, yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> just, just dump it on me, man. Just dump <laughs> it on me. Like, okay, so I'm, I'm just doing a quick announcement on... Oh, give me a freaking... Uh, also, so I'm trying. I'm trying to do like a announcement on my, uh, and then my mic on my uh, Discord saying we're we're recording, mm -hmm. but apparently every single time I do at here, it's specifically targeting one person. There we yeah. go. That's better. Also, right. Fault, what's up? Uh, Fault, just let, let me know that Torch is having issues right now. So if we run into issues with the stream, it's not us. But I think I think ooh, we're live. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I hope we're fine. Oh, no. Xeno's just starting to bug out now. <laughs> ah, the pen of West Europe. Oh, no. We're set on... Yeah, we have to go to US East. If you, if yeah, you want to have the perfect to... Discord server, set it to US East. Western Europe sucks. But yeah, if we're all caught up. Endgame and Warframe. Why, 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 why might it not be? Okay, so like the big thing is how can you even define Endgame, right? So let let's let's have a look at some games. We've got World of Warcraft. The end game is to do raids, right? Mm -hmm. So you know Warframe used to have raids. What happened to those? Then we've got what else? Uh, Destiny. Two that well, Destiny, you know, in general, they have raids again. Same dealio. It's um, how you know how much do people engage with them? I can, I can, but like, what other games have end game? You know, most single player games don't have end game. They don't have the concept of end game. Most PvP games, you know, same thing. End game is, for a game as a service is such a hard thing to do as a concept. So I think you were raising two very interesting things. Number one, where you have examples within World of Warcraft and Destiny 2 as endgames. 
within their raids. I really want to get into that, but I think we first got to start off with what is Endgame and how does it fit into a games as a service like Warframe? Because what you raised with, well, single player games don't have Endgame. Which, yeah, if, if I play a single player game, I complete it, you complete it to the end of the story, that's it. Then if you go over to a PvP game, basically the end game is to fight other players, but it's not really like, there's not really an end game. So in, it seems to me that games as a service might be the only types of games that really like has this term end game where people are focused on because it's this type of game that will continue to go on where you don't necessarily have people to fight against you don't necessarily have a storyline to finish and then put the game away but what you do have is you have this long period of time where you're playing this game you're being invested into this game and you want to do something different than what you've been doing over the past few years and show off to other people that you can actually do this content and you can actually get these rewards because you've been playing for so long and because you were so good. How do you feel about Endgame and in their relation to games as a service? One of okay, so I I want to highlight World of Warcraft, right? This mm -hmm. this might sound like a a weird, super long, crazy tangent to go down, but back in the day when I used to play World of Warcraft, and on occasion I was taken to do a raid, it was difficult, right? You had to interact with your team in special ways. You had to set up a team before you could even do anything and there, there were multiple layers so basically you would hit the maximum level right be it 60 70 80 what have you and then from there your effective objective effective objective was to level up your equipment right make mm -hmm. sure your equipment was better so that when they introduced the next patch you could do the end game of that and then when they released the next patch you could do the end game of that until they released the next expansion where you would then proceed to level up again then you would get into the end game of that and it was this weird you know circular experience and like how, is that really what anyone would classify as end game all right so this is also this is one thing that I wanted to ask you when it came to you mentioned the end game in World of Warcraft and you mentioned the end game in, in Destiny being raids and as you described raids were are were are these are these patches of content with extremely difficult content and raids generally are high level enemies long for missions where you go in and you try to defeat them and it's it's harder than your regular content. However, my question is then, are, is Endgame simply harder content? Because if Endgame is just simply harder content, then you can never reach it. Because, because as, I, as an example, I've, I've, I've pointed out before, I don't know whether that was on this podcast, but I have pointed out before to, I think it was the Savlon Squared podcast, 
we talked about about people's ability to over to, to, to grow stronger within Warframe and they don't have to be afraid of more difficulty because as an example when I took down my very first Eidolon it was such a hard thing to do and we had the full squad we had to use our refives and it was a major achievement to take down our first Eidolon and now I can take down three Tridelons at night and like boom one sitting there we go so if Warframe were to put in something which would be Endgame, which kind of like, I think Endgame has a certain finality to it, because what would distinguish, and I and I guess I'm adding on more, more questions here, but what would necessarily distinguish Endgame from more difficult content? Because I feel that when people talk about Endgame, they're kind of having an image of something finalized as here, boom, this is Endgame, a raid, it is Endgame. It's kind of solid, it's kind of fixated. However, if it's just, if Endgame is just simply harder content, then over time that difficulty will inevitably and very fastly decrease. So how does that scale? What is Endgame as compared to difficult content? Is there a difference even? I think that's the big thing, right? So it's about difficult content mm -hmm. that yeah challenging content that people can over time overcome right with the thing with additions like the paracesis with the additions of like the umbral mods the umbral former we're slowly getting more and more cool stuff that will make things like you know tridolons more viable easier mm -hmm. right but as it stands so i'm just realizing i'm picking on my microphone a little bit as it stands, the the goalpost for Endgame is always having to move, right? Mm -hmm. We used to have raids in or, or trials in Warframe, and they they were a big hectic thing to do. But then they got removed from the game one because no one was well. Actually, no, they stopped receiving. New, we stopped receiving new trials because a tiny percentage of the player base was even doing them. Mm -hmm. And then, what's it called? The, the cost on resources, you know, oh, if you want a, a you know, piece of content to come out for Warframe, like, you know, you want a new map, you want a new Warframe, you want a new anything, they always had to retest the trials to make sure that they didn't break and you know then the the update could come out i do think that raids had had some flaws or trials i think that when we're looking at end game i i their their bugginess which was one of the main reasons why it was taken out that they had to fix it every time they would update something I think was a really important thing to the removal of the raids. I don't think it's necessarily important to the end game we're looking at right now because the fact that it was buggy, like if we're looking at the concepts of what end game is, I don't, I, I've, yeah, a buggy piece of content is not really nice. But I don't think that they have conceptualized that as, hey, let's make this thing, and it will be buggy as fuck. And every single time we log in, every single time we're gonna create this a new update, we're gonna have to fix this piece of content. So, it to, is to jump. Yeah. Go ahead. To jump on that, I think one of the biggest things is that, and World of Warcraft had this, right? Mm -hmm. I think 
so with vanilla World of Warcrafts, like you know, the just the base World of Warcraft, none of the expansions, right? If my memory serves, five percent of the player base, just five percent, had completed the first two raids that came with the game. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Then by the end of vanilla you know before we came into the first expansion right the first major update which was version 2 of world of warcraft we had or update 2 let's call it update 2 cuz mm-hmm. you know it's more understandable that way with um the last update to world of warcraft vanilla was naxxramas less than 1% of the entire player base actually compl- uh, did Naxxramas, right? So how can you justify putting all these man hours into making sure a piece of content is viable and everything when you know no one plays it, no one touches it? So yeah, and that, that was a huge problem for trials in Warframe. I think I think that there is a answer to that question, and I am not I'm not the developer here. However, one of like a benefit to having only a, to having a piece of content only a small percentage of players play is that how do I introduce this? So basically, I've talked about this before, where there are two different types of rewards when it comes to playing a game. You have the intrinsic rewards and you have the extrinsic rewards. And the difference between the two is that intrinsic rewards, they, they're they basically the reward that you get for playing it. For doing an activity, if you have an intrinsic reward out of the activity, you just get your reward, your enjoyment, your satisfaction out of doing said activity. You don't get anything for it. Well, maybe you do, but that's not where your enjoyment comes from. Your The extrinsic rewards are the things that you get for it. So if so, I think I brought this up when we talked about Plague Star. I don't like Plague Star as an offend. I do think that the reward table was really, really nice. But the thing that I don't like about it is it has some flaws. And one of the flaws is that the activity itself is not that fun. It's just that like the only motivation I have of doing it is because there are rewards. And I just want to have those things that I can pick up and add on and all those formats. And it's like, it's nice having extrinsic rewards. However, the problem with them is that they, the satisfaction of them like decays over time. Like, I don't even care anymore now that I get a thousand credits. Whereas the first time I was like, oh my God, a thousand credits. So intrinsic rewards, like the reward you get for playing the game, even if you don't really care about the, the, the actual rewards you get, are way more important when it comes to people enjoying your gameplay or just you enjoying the gameplay by yourself. Intrinsic rewards are way more valuable in a sense because they don't really deplete over time. And I think that having a piece of content which is sort of like, ex- well, I wouldn't want to say uh, exclusive because that has, that I think that's the wrong word, but having a piece of content you have to strive for in order to get to is something that can make that activity very worthwhile. And at the same time, what it does is that it, there, like, there is a group of players, either whether they're completionists, whether they're, um, whether they're meta players that want to get the most out of their builds and their setups, whether they're players that want to feel like they're the most powerful in the game, whether they're players that want to like prove that they're number one or whatever. 
there are groups of players that will continue to go to unlock every single piece of content. And for them, having something which is like only accessible for, for like if you really, really want to, and only a small percent of player base of the players do it, they'll go for that. And it's also content that streamers most of the time, because they're like these kinds of players that will play every single piece of content, will stream on Twitch and people will watch that and be like, hey, I want to do that too. And YouTubers will make videos about it and people will watch that and what it's like, I want to do that too. And if you don't want to do that, then you can look at that and be like, hey, you know, if this content is is that difficult that you actually need the synergies that you need every single bit of knowledge that you have about Warframe. One thing that I criticize ESO for is that I don't need to swap around my weapons with different elemental builds because we're swapping factions. If you need that, then you can actually see the skill and the, the tactics that people use and like that is a pretty like I'd say it's a, it's a pretty enjoyable experience. Yes, it's only for a small amount of the player base, but I think that adding it all onto it makes it worth it. But that also depends on the frequency though, because if we're just saying that Endgame is more difficult content and more like difficult content scales with time, where over time we become more stronger, so the more difficult content becomes less difficult, then if you would have to add in a new, entirely new update uh, Endgame thing every month, yeah, then that's not worth it. But I do think that there is some worth into it. See, like, how many of the trials did you actually do? I did a bunch of the first one, um, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Lore of Retribution. Yeah, no, Lore of Retribution. Yeah, L O T R. And towards the end of it, I, I I did the Arcwing one. But at the time, I wasn't too busy with the raids because I wasn't an endgame player. <laughs> I was more sitting in relays helping people out. So. For me personally, I didn't get into the trials for Warframe. Well, I didn't get too heavily into the trials for Warframe because I think by the second one or something like you know, it was, it was they hadn't been out for that long. They turned around and basically said, "Yeah, we're, we're not going to do any more trials." And at that point in time, I just turned around and said, "Well, I'm not going to bother doing the trials then because if you're not going to continue to." add stuff to the game for them or you know do more with the trials then i see no reason to keep doing the trials and it was only until they turned around and said we're going to remove the trials did i actually pull my thumb out of my butt and get on and did the jordis verdict the the second trial and I remember playing that trial. That trial was a mess. And I know that, you know, content creators turned around and slagged it off. Personally, I would have. I would have gone, this is a horrible mess. It, you know, and it took them forever to release the is it infested salvage mode, which mm -hmm. allowed you to get access to doing the... Jordis Verdict yeah. outside of the raid itself. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who don't know, the Jordis Verdict was sort of like a two-step raid or trial. So I keep using the term raid because of World of Warcraft. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, we all call it raid. Yeah. It was a two-step trial where you had to get to a certain point where you could 
dissolve a membrane, but you couldn't do it until you had put some what was what was the I can't remember what the dude that a magical MacGuffin, right? You built these magical MacGuffins, and you shoved it into the this box. It then creates a bubble, which then forced this membrane to open, right? But the problem is you couldn't get the resource to build the MacGuffins unless you did the raid. So you had to go in to do the raid, to fail it, to then um, what's it called? Go in, so build the, the actual MacGuffins to then go back into the raid. It was a terrible concept. Then there was the whole um, Arcwing side of things. There was the inside of it while you were doing the Arcwing side of things. It was mental, right? Even by my crazy high standards, that was just too much, right? So I think that there are that what you're pointing out is some major, major flaws with the way rates were handled or warframes. I don't even know necessarily whether this was officially or unofficially Warframe's attempt at Endgame. I don't know. It, people took people took it as this will be Warframe's Endgame, and because people connected it to raids and Destiny and World of Warcraft, it's presumably. I think it's very likely that this was an attempt towards Endgame. Though I don't want to put words in De's mouth um, like this. That being said, I think that when looking at Ray, when, when when looking at the possibility of Endgame in Warframe, I think that we can look at. I want to say railjack, but I don't need to say raids. Raids. We can look at raids as an attempt that was massively flawed by announcing, as you said, that they weren't going to continue it. Why would you invest in something which already has no continued support, which has yeah. which had massive bugs, which was poorly executed in like the the design thing where you were talking about had no real matchmaking. That was by far one one of the worst issues that I had. You had to basically for rage that those were the only missions you could have eight people in, which is unlike anywhere else in Warframe, which I think is a good thing. Like like it feels like it's a little bit more important. However, you had to invite them, and there was no open matchmaking, and because of that, basically, if you wanted to do a raid, either you had to be in a clan that people did a raid in, or you had to have eight friends that would be all online and willing to do a raid, or you had to go to the recording tab, and then people would host raids, however, the requirement in order to do a raid or join a raid squad was to have done a raid before. And be somewhat good at it. So if you wanted to do a raid, you you just couldn't join. I think that those are some major issues that we've had with the raids, and they've also been taken out because of it, and maybe because of other reasons. And even though I I, I do miss them in a sense, I there are some massive flaws with it. So I think it's what it is. Is there anything that aside from these major flaws that Warframe shouldn't? put back forward if they want to do endgame is there are there any core elements that we could take into what did they succeed in anything and if not and if they didn't succeed i want to like focus in on the things that didn't succeed apart from all these bugs and no matchmaking because those things could theoretically be fixed but, and I think it's more important instead of dwelling onto the past of why this particular instance of raids failed, 
as to how Endgame might or might not work in Warframe, and will we ever see it? If you understand, if that makes sense. I, I get where you're coming from, right? So I think you can put anything in any game mm-hmm. that you could classify as Endgame, right? So th- there's, there's two examples, one of them in World of Warcraft, one of them in Warframe itself, mm-hmm. right? In World of Warcraft, you couldn't... The only way to actually do a dungeon, which was like a, it's a five-man instance, or to do a, um, a raid, be it 40-man, 25-man, or 10-man, um, was initially to talk in the community chat, in the looking for group chat. Mm-hmm. People would spam uh, LFG and then... You know, culling of Stratholm, LFG, um, what's it called? Sh- Shatrath, Sh- LFG, um, oh god, Dead Mines. You know, the, the people would be actually Shatrath's a, um, a city, my bad. Anyway, so they they put LFG, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And personally, that scared me, right? I, I just I wouldn't engage with that. And it wasn't until the last patch of the second expansion known as Wrath of the Lich King, that they introduced a LFG system. So it's called, you know, looking for group. What you would do in that system is you would designate which role you were going to do to fulfill. Mm-hmm. So you could either be a tank, a healer, or three DPS as a as a um, what you call doing dungeons and this. And then when you ran LFG. You 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 would end um, ultimately. You would end up in a random group of five and well four other individuals, and then you would go do the content. Right now, the biggest issue was knowing what to actually do how to fulfill your role so mm-hmm. suddenly the hardest part well one of the hardest parts of accessibility just disappears right they later then did this in the third expansion cataclysm where in, again in the last patch of the expansion they did this for raids called lfr looking for raid and they also did this in well not to blizzard themselves but digital extremes did this with Eidolons. You could go find Konzu, and at night, you could select to do a bounty, which was, well, you know, you go to, yeah, like... you can select where you, you can want. select doing an Eidolon. Yeah, an Eidolon. And that was a huge boost to accessibility, to allow players to actually do what was considered the endgame content. And this was something that was seriously lacking from the trials in Warframe. It would take you longer to actually organize a group Mm. than to actually do the content. Yeah, and like, so, hold on. Uh, There we go, we're switching scenes. So I actually wanted to respond to, to that with what Tiger said in the chat because I think that that ties really nicely into it. 
um, Tiger said not true. He talked about that there were trial rate buzzes all the time that took people who had never done the trial the rates before, and he we would be the one that would run one of these buzzes and teach people the trials. And I think he just yes, said uh, Warframe. That's 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 perfectly fine. Yeah. Right. But that's not an in-game system. And mm-hmm. so I, I hate to interrupt, but like I really no, need to. I, I was going to say the exact same thing. It's like uh, one of the one of the key things which I think is super important is that if we're looking at Warframe, we always need to look at to what does Warframe provide by itself. And if 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 like honestly, I got to know the Warframe Raid School Buzz at the end of like what just just about when raids were about to end and it was a really great community i loved it like like you know you went into the discord and people were always doing raids and it was very easy to get into one however that's not provided by the game itself and as a player that is well known like well known with the warframe socials like if you watch videos if you watch twitch streams if you follow warframe on twitter it's very likely that you might come across people talking about about the raid school bus or you might learn about it but if you are a player like how i think most of the players are because it's only a very small percentage of people that are actually like actively doing warframe on the socials like going to the forums going to the reddit looking up podcasts looking up videos and streams most people don't really do that like we we, we have about a million people that are following every that are, that are following most channels collectively and we have about 50 million people in the game. A lot of people just log in and they they won't really know about it. And it's like, that's not something on on, a, on an instance like a raid school bus. I'm not saying that it should work harder to be more well known. It's like, no, no. Warframe should provide that service. Just like the Warframe wiki. If there's info on the Warframe wiki... Um, that's not um, in Warframe. It's, it's yeah. great. I love it, but I don't care. I'm still going to say that this info is not in Warframe because it needs to be in Warframe. I shouldn't go out of it. I think one of the biggest issues with Warframe is that th- there's just too many facets of it. There's too many features of it that aren't described in the game itself so in if like i i've you know i've started playing the the switch again hopefully they have actually changed this i don't know yet but i I will continue to see for myself when i do more of vor's prize but way back when i had introduced um an old friend to warframe and i had to teach him how the mods work and he goes no 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 no, no. it's fine it's fine it's fine this is a tutorial i'll read the tutorial and i was like okay read the tutorial he read the tutorial and then eventually he came back and i was like cool yeah i mean i, I kind of wish that um a a higher rank serration or something would drop and i'm like yeah this is the problem with the tutorial it doesn't actually explain to you that you can rank up the mods that you have you know, equipped or even just in your collection. The game doesn't teach you any of this, right? You cannot expect your player base to just wiki it or to go out and find a YouTube video or to, like, I can appreciate the the terminology just Google it for a web developer, right, or for a programmer, but I can't expect that for someone that's... What's the age rating on Warframe? 13 plus? I am not quite sure, but 
most likely it will be the age group of people that are playing this game because I think that that's around the age that people will that, 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 that kids will get their first laptop and they'll just be like I want to play a game and they don't really have the money for a game and they're like hey I'm free to play a game let's go hit it up and like I think that you should look in, into that with Warframe and yeah the tutorial the tutorial is definitely not 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 their strongest point and uh, Tiger, Tiger said that the reason that the raids didn't have a matchmaking system because you had a, needed a key for it and keys don't have matchmaking systems. I'm I'm kind of thinking about like okay so so I was thinking about asking you hey about World of Warcraft and Destiny two did you require a special key or a special item for that too and if you did how did they <laughs> solve that but I was thinking actually Warframe kind of already solved this because if you're doing a relic mission you need a relic and you can make your own squad you can make your own group and you but you need a relic if you want to get like the relic thing so in order to sign up for that matchmaking you got to have a relic and basically if you just swap the relic out for a key you could theoretically do the same but then everyone would have to bring their own keys but is that in any way how the other games did it because i have no experience with them so i actually do want to question ask the question to you so really interesting world of warcraft you had to get what was called a tune so in order to actually gain access to Anixia's Lair, again, one of the first two raids in the entirety of World of Warcraft, you would have to do a quest in order to actually become attuned and allow you access to the raid. Same with Molten Core, you had to do a quest line, you had to do various different dungeons, do a quest line, in order to become attuned to go do Molten Core. And the annoying thing was, Molten Core itself, the raid, was inside a dungeon. Right? Mm -hmm. And it was just like, the the F? How the freaking... So, yeah, that, that, that was um, a mess in and of itself. But, so you would have to create a raid group to run through a dungeon to get to the raid itself so it was a portal within a portal it was like, mm -hmm. or an entrance within an entrance it was like it, it was oh god did you think this through at all all right but oh. what hold on, hold yeah, on. There, there was a conclusion to this so you you're right mm -hmm. you could actually just you know throw a um what you call it uh, a relic or whatever to to go away and actually do the the trials but what Warframe, sorry, what World of Warcraft ultimately did was they took away the the requirement. You don't have to do um, a quest line or anything. You could just barrel your way through the 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 instance or whatever. They took away that attunement requirement. So then, how do you? Uh, I, I, how do you feel then about the requirement? Requirement because that. The requirement on anything because we've seen it with a couple of things into the void system which has been changed we have we still have the derelict system in warframe but we had some beacons on certain warframe enemies like uh i think fey heck that have been removed how yeah. do you how do you feel about do they have a place because on the one hand one thing that it what you explained like did there are like 
it's not really convenient of having these requirements, but at the same time, what you do find, what I do find when I'm doing idlon runs, is sometimes if I want to go out on a triathlon run, I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, let's do this. I'm not the type of player to go out and like search for a group. I think it's way too much time. I'm like, ah, I'm sure people will be fine. And you start in, and you only have like 10 more minutes to go, like, let's do this. And you step into into see this, and you're like paired up with like two master rank fives, which I don't care about your mastery rank. If you're if you're better than me at mastering five, more power to you. But if you just use your rank zero modem and you don't know how to do idlon, it's like, well, damn it. Hey, I used to use the mode amp all the time. You don't. You do not diss the only amp with a name, right? I really hate the fact that you can actually name the amps whatever you want, because mm -hmm. like, you know, how how can you describe what it is that you have, right? It's yeah. it's it's crazy. But besides that, there's so you're asking, you know, how can you deal with? You know what? What is the sorry? I think you're asking me, what is the purpose of being attuned? What is the purpose of having mm -hmm. a relic in, uh, or a a key? Sorry, a key. It's entirely dependent on the objective, right? Not the in-game objective, but the design objective. If you want to say, mm, we need to make sure that these players are experienced with the game but we can't put it behind an MR lock. What we could do is make a key right, mm -hmm. that requires a resource you can only get on the highest possible level of oh God, what's the, the Kuva Fortress, mm -hmm. right? That way you have to have gone through the entirety of the solar system done the war within then you have access to the kuva fortress and then likewise you can you know you will have access to doing the warframe raids too whatever you know but it's dependent on where you want what you want to do what you want to do yeah. to gate it and things like that one of the very interesting things we've got some friends who one of them hasn't played in the longest time ever he's never done Cetus. He's never gone to the planes, right? Mm -hmm. So we were there, and we were going to introduce him to the planes. Now, when we first did the planes, right, when it first got released, the first thing you had to do was size vigil, the Gara quest, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Now they've changed it. You actually have to do a random bounty first before you can start size vigil. And the problem, so the reason why they did this was because players were getting to the game, new players were getting to the game, they were getting to Cetus, and then they couldn't go onto the planes because they had to do this quest first, right? That took them away from the plane. So the best solution was to put it in parallel, yeah? Mm -hmm. So it really depends entirely on where DE wants to gate it. If it's just like, oh yeah, you have to be MR5, right? fine right take away the keys there's no point if you have to have completed the war within just put it behind oh yeah you have to put it within the wall uh, behind the wall within it really depends on where they want the accessibility and i'm totally fine with people having to spend their own keys to to join a raid yeah. right the important part is the roles because in the trials, you had to play one of a select group 
of Warframes. You couldn't just take anything. Mm-hmm. Actually, so I think there's also a question that I would want to pose to you and, and the chat, everyone here that's that's watching right now. Because it's, as you said, it's all about what they decide to do and where they want to place things and where they want to play, like, the requirements and the way that matchmaking does functions, which completely depends on the requirements. Like, that depends on what the idea is behind the the form of endgame. And actually, I, I have two questions. Number one is, what is... The, the type of endgame, if you would want to see endgame, because if you don't want to see endgame, then, oh well, that's an easy question, but if you would imagine an endgame in Warframe, what would that require, what would that be, and what would that look like? And number two is, does that necessarily have to be a raid? Are raids, or something akin to raids, the only possible form of endgame? Or could that be different forms of endgame? And is, because the thing is, is if I think about, if I think about Endgame, then I think specifically about difficulty Endgame. So that means high level difficulty, which is skill and tactical dependent. So that means that if I go out with a weapon which has, which has elements on it that are really well against the Grineer, so corrosive. I have a corrosive weapon, and I'm fighting the Corpus. I'm I'm basically screwed unless I have unless I, I'm a decently skilled player, but you really need that. You you really need to have the knowledge of what kind of enemy am I fighting right now. Maybe there's a shift, so you're like, okay, well maybe I take my primary weapon with this element and my secondary weapon with this element, and we could we would have to use this sort of combination of warframes to get past this or do this more efficiently. I think for me, the difficulty type endgame could be a form of raid or just could just be a sort of i don't know but i I think raid basically encompasses that is for me the fall has that as a definition where it's difficult and you need all these various aspects it's a test of your overall skill within warframe however at the same time i think that depending on the player type you might even argue that well what about a lore endgame? What about a different player type? Is there a different endgame for different player types? Or is endgame solely a rate difficulty-based thing? So what do you feel, Xena? And we'll be reading chat in a moment. Okay. I totally feel that, yes, there is a different endgame for a different player base, Mm -hmm. right? So one of the really interesting things, one of the really interesting games was Star Wars the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Right? It was their MMO, it was done by Bioware, and the, the, it unfortunately suffered a little bit of the Anthem Syndrome where it was rushed out the gate. But the very interesting part of the Old Republic was you could do dungeons or instances or whatever. I don't know what they were called. But you would do these four-man group missions, right? Where you could choose the narrative, right? So there would be cutscenes, and you could say, you know, oh, I'm going to say something about, you know, pay me more money, or you know, everyone get off the ship, or you know, oh, we need to evacuate everyone. You know, you, you as your team 
had a chance of choosing where the narrative went. And the cool thing about it was it was random which character would say what, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, no, you would you would choose what you wanted to say, but it was random which character got to say what they wanted. And sometimes there was one dungeon, it was called the Esselus, mm-hmm. right? You know, at one point in time, if you chose the right dialogue, you could actually go to the enemy ship and take the fight to them to fight an additional boss, right? That was amazing. Unfortunately, because the Old Republic was rushed out the gate or rushed out the door Mm -hmm. or whatever, it was only the first dungeon of both factions that actually had such a complex narrative. Everything else was just completed at a waste and it was just... There, there, there was no choices or anything. It was really sad. Um, another thing, right? Warframe. I love Elite Sanctuary Onslaught. To me, that has very high potential to being, you know, amazing endgame. Because you are doing stuff, you're doing it fast. Mm-hmm. You're trying to see how high you can go. I mean, hell, if they were to put uh, an ephemera on wave... Uh, 16 to 20 something around there I I would farm the ever loving F out of that ephemera right I, I would try so hard to get the ephemera sort of each and every single time and but I know another there's another group of people to see how long they can do whatever for right mm-hmm. so you know th- there are people that you know the whole cheesing of oh, what's the name dang Oh, I'm trying hard to remember what the name of the event was. Hostile merger, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, and and they had to have gone for hours. Like, you know, they, so some people arbitrations are the end game. You know, so I think different strokes for different folks. Oh, I also just just to say on the side, I loved the trials from Warframe, mm-hmm. except for the second yeah. one was just awful. So, so what I can make up from what you say with the choices within the Star Wars game is that the most important like the the thing is importance is that like the choice you had was actually important it would affect something and it would like the rest of the game was pretty straightforward your choice didn't matter it's about what matters what is important I think is the underlying thing and I feel that like we've been talking about difficulty a lot and I'm like well if rates is just simply difficulty then that's pretty boring and one-sided and very single-dimensional at the same time if i think about like the importance the, the important piece of it i don't think eso comes even close to an end game like experience for me because it's very easy like i don't need to worry about the elements that i put on my weapons i don't even need to worry about the rank of my weapons or the rank of well, I can't take a low-rank Warframe with me. But it doesn't matter what Warframe I take with me because you can easily do four to eight waves. And people mostly... You say that. You say that. Yeah, when we streamed yesterday, we only got to wave six. Yeah, but, like, I wasn't I wasn't playing at that time. <laughs> yes, you I, were. You were there. I was reading chat, okay? Okay, fine. So, and most, like, I, I wasn't paying attention. But even so, you know... If I if I make rank twelve, I've made rank twelve a couple of times, but it it just it just doesn't really feel like anything. It's not like 
oh, we're just going to go in and do this important thing or this very difficult thing. I think the importance to things really matters. And whether that comes out of the difficulty or the, or the narrative structure underneath it or the choices that impact you, like the importance, the feeling of importance is important, as funny as that sounds. So I we asked you guys what you guys would feel about what Endgame would mean for you. I see Savlon Tribal says, it's great rewards for endurance and skill. And Omer touched on something interesting saying, I find it difficult to imagine Warframe with a permanent Endgame. I imagine it as that uh, as one that keeps changing with the game. I fully agree. I, um, I think we kind of touched on this that the difficulty is something that can be overcome and levels are like even even the choice that uh, Xeno offered in his example where if you did the right choices you could end up on the enemy ship which is brilliant if you end up on that it's like oh my god for the first time you're just like mind blown but over time that will become more and more known and people just be like okay option 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 go and over time that will decay so yeah there needs to be it needs to be changed there needs to be additions to it they can't just make one single end game and that will be it forever however i i'm having personally like more trouble defining what end game is the only thing that we can talk about are the previous raids or raids in other games but like having a like a, even a, a form of concept of end game is is tough and I think that that's really important if Warframe is to ever have Endgame is that we can form a concept of what that Endgame might look like because as an example you could say that you putting in one Eidolon in Warframe is like that's never gonna work you gotta like upgrade that but they did but then you have to have that concept of an Eidolon and I think that this is also important like if we want to have an Endgame in Warframe we would have to have a, a concept of what that would look like and what that would be and whether that concept would work even in Warframe and whether it would make sense to even put that in Warframe. And once that is in, whether then it could be upgraded with more difficulty over time or different ways in which we change that. But I'll, leave, I'll hand it up over to you because I've been talking a lot. Yeah, it's. I think as... Uh, who who I can't, I can't remember you said someone's name the goalpost will constantly change right you, you can't just expect it to remain stationary end game will always adapt you know or rather we will ad always adapt to end game mm -hmm. so end game needs to become new and shiny personally I would love it if there were sort of different types of challenges within ESO right so here's one that i would love instead of being you know you have to kill like loads of players right you sorry oh God. enemies in enemies like, killing loads of enemies you are shoved in a room and you've got like a level 500 shadow stalker in there and your literal objective is to survive for two minutes right mm -hmm. you don't you know basically Samaras turns around and says like oh I'm gonna halt the the what was it efficiency I can't yeah. remember what the test thing yeah I'm gonna pause it for now and you've gotta survive for two mm -hmm. minutes right you know I'd love something like that or maybe puzzle rooms right so where it's like you have to figure out what the puzzle of the room is yeah people are gonna work out the best tactics for the puzzle room or 
you know, they're going to work out the best tactics for level 500 stalker, stalker boss, whatever. But you don't know what is going to hit you, right? You don't know if you're going to get a level 500 stalker or a level 500 Zanuka. So your tactics mm -hmm. may have to adapt. So you might go into doing an ESO and like you only get to wave three and then you're like, or uh, let's let's call it um, Omega Sanctuary onslaught. Mm -hmm. So OSO, you know, mm -hmm. you, you go to do this and you only get to wave three. So then you adapt your majigas, your yeah. uh, your style, right? And then you go to do OSO again. And then, you know, you only get to wave five. And then you adapt your style again. And then you don't even pass wave two. Like, oh, no, we have to go back to what we were doing before. You know, I think personally, having, going in and out, you know, trying to adapt is a good thing. But you have to you have to put the carrot at the end of the stick. Currently, ESO has no carrot, right? So do you... Or, like, do you remember this concept? Because I'm not quite sure. This might have been their concept from which ESO was birthed. But I remember them talking on the dev stream a couple of years ago, like one or two years ago, about this dungeon-style system that basically was going to be you're going to enter, like, a void tower or so. I don't know what the what the lore around it was, but I imagine it to be, like, this void tower where you enter and every single time you go a level up or you go a level down and or you go through, like, through through rooms for a tile set and you move on to, like, a different tile set and, and things change and you have different objectives and the, the, the goal is to, like, move as deep as possible. Yeah. I don't know whether that was... Like, I, I don't even know which death stream they talked about it, or maybe even if they talked about it on death stream, because it's so far gone, it might even be that I'm, like, adding onto this myself. So, but that is a concept, especially if it were to be thrown into a void tower, that would be so appealing to me. Because, number one, it, like, it, it adds to the lost mystery, like, like the, the lost mystery of the void, because right now the void is mapped out, so who the hell who cares about the void? It's not that mysterious anymore. But it's like, we have this tower, you got to go into it. We don't know what's there. And then the, the deeper you go, things may change. And, you, and like, like you go down per level and every every level, it's like, maybe you encounter a soaker and you got to get around. You got to get around him and or you have like that timer. Or maybe you, you encounter something you got to defend in order to go down. And like things may, things may change so rapidly where you have so many different missions and it's all kind of like randomly generated. So you never really know what you're going to get and when, which order you're going to get it. Levels will increase. It will become more difficult over time. But it would be something that you wouldn't necessarily be able to fully prepare for. I would so, so, so to jump back to, to this, I don't know if you remember, this is the concept for Sanctuary Onslaught, right? Mm-hmm. So what what you're describing now is what they had planned to do for Sanctuary Onslaught before it got restylized into this whole uh, oh god what did they a void void it was something void something I can't remember yeah, what it, it was called I, I, for, yeah I remember it being connected to void towers and this it being this dungeon thing but like I think yeah. I personally think the reason why they went the whole God, uh, sanctuary concept is because 
the more I thought about it, maybe it was Void Onslaught, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. The more I thought about it, the more it didn't make sense. Like, you're, you're being ripped from place to place. You're being dumped in environment to environment. It's like, why, 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 why? Like, if it was a case of you being sent into, like, some kind of weird multiverse, um, you know, th there was one where um, the Grenier had completely dominated the... Um, what's the name of the Majiggers? The Star Chart. Yeah. Then, yeah, sure. But I think the void element to it didn't make a whole lot of sense whereas maybe first off maybe someone at DE was just like oh I'm in love with Samaris we haven't done anything Samaris related in absolute ages oh you should put Samaris in there oh Samaris you know but maybe at the same time it was just a case of you know the sanctuary could be this thing we could easily abuse into but I, I think they, they originally had it with puzzles like you had to kill a, some, a certain number of things and then you had to collect something maybe it was just a case of it was too laborious and they decided to take it out we don't really but, know but like I can understand that the sanctuary kind of opens up you can move for tile sets and that's yeah. like but what if it would be this this like this void okay so the reason that I like, really like the idea of the void tower is that sanctuary onslaught because right from the start, it's it, you're not going for the first time like, oh my god, this is hard. It's not really, and mm. you and and from basically from day one, people started using it as a relic farm and a affinity farm. The only way that I use it right now is as a glorified affinity farm. If if, if I need to rank up my weapons, I just go to ESO because it's really really fast. And if I want to get some focus, I go there. If I need some radiant relics, I go there. But it doesn't really feel like anything important. It, 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 there's no difference in experience to Sanctuary Onslaught as there is to Hydron to me. And mm. what a Void Tower, like like the idea with a Void Tower is number one, it starts out with this, all right, there's a Void Tower somewhere out there. You need to like find your way to, and it's completely unexplored. But at the same time, what you could do with that is it doesn't necessarily have to teleport. You might have you might have a tile set where doors shut, where, where you move through a you move through tiles and then a door shuts, and then a new tile set's being generated. And every single time the door shuts, you can't go back to it anymore. And those are the, the, the levels you get kind of going deeper into the tower. And you might encounter like so you might encounter like years like years ago, Grenier explored into into this tower and they got stuck in this level. And now you gotta you, now you gotta defeat them. And Corpus are trying to triangulate this, and now you know you gotta defeat them, or you know you gotta like do an interception here. So I think it might conceptually work. I think that like it's sanctuary also doesn't feel like like doesn't carry the, the weight or or the heft or the the surprise or no 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 not surprise the versatility that that I would expect with an endgame thing which why it doesn't feel to me like an endgame thing because it's like yeah we're just killing like enemies like a bunch here which is good like this is the first time that I actually like had to go wanted to go after enemies and kill them but I don't feel like it's it's pushing my limits of my Warframe's abilities and yeah if that makes sense it makes a lot of sense I mean personally I think ESO can be the endgame right because you know what okay what when did you get to let uh, wave 20 in ESO 
Yeah, I'm going to assume you've never gotten to wave 20 in ESO. No. I've never gotten to wave 20. I think the highest I've gotten is 17. I've never felt right? the need to. You Right, okay. So if you put something on that, say you put on... God, let's, let's, let's pick something absolutely... Primed Vitality. It's a 20 rank mod, right? Mm -hmm. People are going to want to do it. They are going to push themselves to the point of getting the perfect team, the perfect cohesion in order to get that carrot, right? So if they're constantly jumping, like, you know, look at Arcanes. Arcanes mm -hmm. were on the raids, they were bleeded as a bleeding heart to get, and everyone wanted an Arcane. Whether or not they ran the raids to do it, or whether or not they actually bought them off of the market is another thing entirely. But if you don't put a carrot at the end of that stick, you know, well, or rather, the stick is too short, we're going to eat the carrot, and then that stick is useless. Mm. And that is that is what ESO is now. I, 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 def I fully agree with that. The, like, one major element to that which makes it less important and why I would never why I'd never bother going to wave 20 is because there is no there's no there's no reason for me to and yeah like if there would be a prime fatality on it I'd be playing ESO every day until I got it and I don't know whether there are necessarily leaderboards for it but like if I would were to go to wave 20 or maybe even wave 30 like it, it might go on forever so maybe you could make wave 100 but even if I did I don't think it matters and I um, actually wanted to jump on Rambo Prime said in Chad uh, he, he talked about the endgame thing he said can't see I cannot see D creating anything or anywhere near endgame that, that newer players or equals some noobs can't go into or survive in complaints of difficulty will always hinder any endgame talks and ideas been proven over and over I think that that is something which for which hinders end game a lot and I would love to know your thoughts on that sure um, because it's another and another element to me with Sanctuary Onslaught and arbitrations which were called elite alerts in their development phase was that Sanctuary Onslaught like, came out and then we also had like an easy mode Sanctuary Onslaught and then arbitrations were supposed to start level uh, level 80 and then they were level 60 and I was like okay well this is going, to, going down and it's like oh well arbitrations really feel like well they've been put like down so it's like easier and because because end game players are supposedly like long missions let's make it twice as long and yeah that just doesn't really work <laughs> that way for me like I really think they're the most boring thing in the game but how do you feel I... that it goes with new players and okay. so this this is in part back to the world of warcraft thing mm-hmm why would you dedicate months of time, you know, with months of resources, yeah, building a model for a boss that 1% of your player base will see, right? When you could spend the same amount of time on a NPC character in a city that, you know, 50% of your player base, because assuming half Horde, half Alliance, mm -hmm. you know, 50% of your player base are going to see every day. Right? They're going to engage that character much more than 
the 1% who will see it for a very brief period of time, right? This is the same problem, mm -hmm. right? You cannot build a piece of content that is for players that can handle extremely difficult stuff when the majority of your player base is not at that level. Right? Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, why, okay. Why did they why did they lower it from 80 to 60? I don't know their official reasons for it. Because too many people complained that it was too difficult to get to the 20 minute uh, so, uh was it no 40 minute in survival or the 40 wave of defense or you know people were complaining too much it was too difficult so they lowered the bar right and that is what game companies like digital extremes like um uh blizzard entertainment this is what they have to do to make sure that players have easy access to that stuff. You cannot make game content for the one percent, right? Because if the ninety other ninety nine percent of the game go, I can't do that content, and they quit, your game's dead. I think I think that there is that there is a good argument to be made on behalf of making content which is which is hardly which is not played by a majority of the player base because like one thing one of the reasons why i think de should start looking into specializations with updates specializing within different player types is because there is a massive 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 catalog of game content out there already if the only piece of content that was in the game was going to be a raid which you could only do if you knew everything about warfare then of course it would be annoying to everyone and 99% of the players would quit because it will it would be too hard however I I think that difficulty is something that you shouldn't shy away from I think that if we've 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 kind of talked about the 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 the, the way that we're going to be able to adapt to to new challenges we're going to be adapt to new we're going to adapt to new difficulty we're going to adapt to like we're gonna we're getting umbral sets and we're gonna get more power so we're gonna be more powerful over time but also within the way that we use strategies and within the way that we synergize within different builds different loadouts different warframes we are going to, going to be able to adapt to a challenge even if the challenge being thrown to us is at the moment really really hard so i think that difficulty is something which should not be shied away from i i definitely think that there is a really good place for that type of content However, what you said, and this is what I think is a little bit more important, is that Digital Extremes has proven time and time again that they will go for the majority of the player base. And that is their policy in the, in, in the sense, well, I wouldn't say policy, that's just like, that's a reoccurring phenomenon, which I don't see changing in the future. And I'm kind of worried in a sense um, that... I've seen the call for Endgame for a couple of years, and I can understand the call for Endgame. And I personally, aside from the quests which come out, which are the lore quests which you play through for, for about one hour, one and a half hours, if you kind of drag it out and play it again, 
which are really engaging and entertaining and like new pieces of content which might come out and maybe I'll, I'll look at Fortuna and be like oh well that looks funny I feel like if there is no piece of content which is challenging enough because it's all watered down to people that are to, to, towards the majority of the player base then is there going to be anything enga truly engaging for players like me in the future is there a chance for something like that to come out and I don't know I don't know Actually, actually, it's... yeah. Brambo Prime just jumped on it. I, I, I was literally okay. I'm going to reply to them. I'm going to reply to them in chat. So, yeah. Rambro Prime says, but there are so many low-level things to do, and it's a snooze fest for a lot of players, including me. The problem is everything intended to be difficult gets nerfed. Why? And it's all down to accessibility. The thing is, the mu. <laughs> The majority of the people that complain about something are the minority of the group, right? The number of people that will complain about the lack of endgame is a small minority within Warframe's player base, right? I don't know how many millions of players they currently have registered, right? I'm assuming still around the 30 mark. Uh, they have on yeah? around a 50, 50 million mark. Really? Yes, they went to the 50 million. When did that happen? Recently, I saw it on their website. If you go to warframe.com, hold on. Let me let me open this up. Yeah. So, <laughs> warframe. Good one, Warframe. But even so, right? So there we go. It let's says say... join more than 50 million players in this fast-paced fruit action. Yeah, it's on their side. Yeah. Cool. So we're talking about 50 million players. Let's say one million players are complaining about the lack of difficulty, right? Two million players, four million players. How many million players do you need to complain about the lack of difficulty before you do anything about it, right? That, it's... it's... Yeah. It, it, Go on. Okay, so I think it depends on their on their numbers of... Uh, okay, so so I th I think there, there 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 are two numbers that it depends on. Number one is what is their minimal viable uh, concurrent players like? What is their number of players that they're hitting, and how do they need that? To, uh, like, okay, uh, let me rephrase that. So, Warframe has a statistic, which I'm pretty sure that they have, which I have no idea what that number is of the minimum amount of players that they need to have playing their game in order for the game to be sustainable or for the game to be in a growth. So, so if they're releasing something right now and the numbers drop below something, they're going to have they're going to have to like adjust things around. So I think that that number is really important. We I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm very sure very certain that they have a certain number of concurrent active players throughout Warframe. And I think that that number is important and the number, the percentage of people that are actually focused on that, on um, that are actually in the stage of requiring more difficulty, how big of a percentage they are of that number and how big of an impact that would have if they would leave. Actually, that's a third factor, if they would leave, because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm never going to play Warframe again. And then the next day they're like eight hours in. So... 
Yeah. I think that those are important factors to that. So he he's Sorry, I just had two conversations run in my head at the same time, reading what was said on chat okay, and so, then what you were just saying. So, 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 Say, so can I, can I, can I then come back to, um, because you're bringing forward the, the argument of the, the, the numbers. You're, you're saying that it is. I remember what I was going to say now. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I, I'll, so, I'll react to that later. So. Your point, your question, you know, mm -hmm. your statement was effectively, you know, if, if you're constantly evolving, if you're constantly becoming better at what you're doing, then how can you combat that? Am I, am I, was I right on that? Okay, no, no, so, so no, the, uh, what I was saying is towards the, the, the thing that people are afraid of difficulty and Boyfriend is acting on people that are afraid of difficulty. I think that the counter argument to that is that one of the counter arguments to that is that you should not be afraid of, of difficulty. Like, like, like I, I'm, I'm kind of warning, like I'm kind of speaking against this, uh, Oedipal situation where like the, the Warframe is like protecting his players like oh no don't worry it's not too difficult it's not too difficult whereas we have an amazing ability to adapt if we're if we're if we're giving something which is extremely difficult we can overcome that like beyond our imagination and I think that a lot of players and, and what we see when it comes to like the, the complaints about difficulty of, of like rank 80 it's like well like if it's actually there you will overcome it and within 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 a certain amount of time which will be way faster than you think you will be able to easily do that which is what you see with the players that have been playing this game for years it's that there there are times where like uh, like this is where you see idol example where it's like when i did my first idol or did my first spider i was like well man this is like the toughest thing ever and now it's easy and it's like i think that the thing that, that i was saying with that is that so because we have a far greater ability to adapt and overcome the uh, difficulty, we shouldn't shy away from it. Like, like we should also right. be allowed to grow up because we can. Right. Okay. 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 So there's two points, right? Mm -hmm. For everyone else's benefit, uh, I'm an 80s kid, right? I, I was born in the 80s. And I grew up playing video games in the early 90s, right? One of the earliest games I ever played was Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm -hmm. And to me, as a seven-year-old kid, that was bloody hard to play, right? It was really difficult. And I wasn't very good at video games. You know, I was, I was a kid, right? And back then, there wasn't a whole lot of choice in what to play, right? Mm -hmm. Back then, a AAA title would come out maybe once a year, right? Maybe once a quarter. Mm -hmm. And the only way that you could get everything was to have every platform because every platform had its own AAA title. There was no cross-platforms. Uh, well, there are very, very few games that were cross-platform. Most of the mm -hmm. time, there was some weird adaptation of the original title. But in this day and age, it's super easy to go, oh, I don't want this game, I'm going to play something else. Yeah. You know, you just put it down, pick up something else. I remember when I was 18, mm -hmm. my 13-year-old cousin, uh, cousin, 
was visiting mm-hmm. and he was playing various different games on my PlayStation 2 and you know I put on was it my PlayStation I can't remember which um, but I remember putting on I think it was like one of the Metal Gear Solids right and he died and then he goes oh I want to play something else yeah and as soon as you have that negative experience mm-hmm. right in younger generations you certainly want to just go oh I don't like this right and that's why things like mobile games right brilliant example mobile games they just love to like oh you just started playing here have a legendary something or another you know you want you're going to keep a hold of this for it's amazing the reason why you're going to keep a hold of it is we're not going to give you anything else forever mm-hmm. you know and and that's the big thing when you have the p- positive reinforcement you are golden right but if you start introducing people to really hard content yeah at any point in the game you have to be concerned that this may push them away from the game this is one of the reasons why I like Elite Sanctuary Onslaught so much it gets difficult really fast right I don't like um, arbitrations because my my carrot at the end of that stick was the aura former right I spent tens of hours trying to get that effing thing mm-hmm. right and then shortly after getting it, I, I, I assume you're looking at chat. Yeah, uh, but like, yeah. like f- yeah. f- finish off. I'll, I'll, I'll. Yeah. After tens of hours mm-hmm. of finally getting it, they then release an event where you can just get one. Yeah. Then after the event, they release a night wave where you can just get one, right? The value of that carrot is now... <laughs> You know, I get three yeah, of yeah, I get three I, of these things, and it's you know. So all those hours I put into getting that was for naught, right? Mm-hmm. You put a carrot at wave sixteen to twenty on Elite Sanctuary onslaught, right? Something that is difficult to do, but you can repeat exceptionally often, mm-hmm. right? You can make that progress, and when you're climbing up to just just put it on 16 right yeah. when you climb your way to 16 and you get there not only have you gotten the reward you've also gained the skill to do more difficult content mm-hmm. yeah i think it's a good i I, th- I, th- I think that's like a really good thing to have people give them a reason as to like why they should go and like like you know you aim for this one thing and in the meantime you become you become stronger you become better you can yeah. you'll, you'll be more uh, like adapted to take on that difficulty i do want to jump into chat because there have been some really interesting messages and i want to combine some together because so i've seen spyfy spy aeon saying chad they were talking about warframe is in the fourth position and free games on steam it's a looter shooter and in a looter shooter you don't it looter shooters aren't supposed to be difficult they're just pure farming and i see uh, like i wanted to i wanted to jump on that because i also want to know your opinion when it comes to like 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 you have more insight into the wider variety of genres of games you've touched on way more games than i have so i want to see how you um how you view this 
However, I wanted to respond to that with something that uh, Rambo Prime said, saying that difficulty isn't forced on people, but the lack of difficulty is forced on people. So what do I mean with that? Yes, Warframe is a looter shooter. It's a horde shooter in a sense. In some sense, if you're fighting infested in ESO, it's like massive hordes. Diff enemies aren't that difficult. Fighting for isn't that difficult. Fighting Eidolons is a little bit more. It's not that if it's like like it's about it's not about killing like one enemy. It's about killing a bunch of them, getting all the gear, and then building things, which is just, yeah. Just just to quickly add on to that, fighting Eidolons isn't difficult. It it can be difficult, but mm -hmm. it's something you can easily adapt to. That's the important part. Yeah. So, so yes, Warframe is not supposed to be every single enemy you find is the biggest challenge. However, I think there are two things. One, one is what Rambo Prime said. Is two things are to keep in mind. Number one comes to what Rambo Prime said is this: like we're like when I'm talking about Endgame, I'm talking about a specific part, a specific part within Warframe, which means that. If we take a look at the body of Warframe, which, which consists of six years of content, which is insane right now, and we're only adding on to that, is that all that content which is out there is this looter shooter content, which is this pretty decently easy, accessible content where you kill a lot, you get all of all the resources you can build, which is fine. And I'm talking about, uh, like, we're talking right now about, will is there a possibility for Warframe to ever have a segment of content where there is difficulty or well endgame and like I think we're we're associating endgame now with difficulty. I'm not one hundred percent certain whether endgame necessarily needs difficulty. However, this is my point too. And my point too on this is that if I'm like if you're doing a looter shooter or if well if you're doing a looter shooter, like the nice thing is that you get the reward of collecting gear and making gear or, or no collecting resources so you can craft gear so you can rank up that gear so you can craft more gear which is really really nice however what does it mean if you can't use it and this is something that i've i've been questioning myself and and i, and I wanted to i wanted to talk with xeno about when he was talking about the numbers when it came to well such a small percent of warframe players will see this end game and so why would you bother with this difficulty and why would it do it it's not it's not wise well if if the question is why would you bother with the difficulty because when so little players will do it my question becomes why do i bother with warframe and looting all this stuff and creating all this gear and making all these synergies between my mods and why do you even bother with getting an Umbro mod or getting these Prime mods if there is never ever ever a place where I can take these things and use the skills that I have and require those skills and no a game like Warframe should never be entirely the hardest game ever because a majority of the game should just be you know Loot a shooter, like enjoy killing your web. I I can totally understand that. I can totally understand like turning a world on fire and see everything around you explode. That is a really nice thing. However, if you're investing a lot of time into looting things and making sure that you get better weapons, 
And ultimately, you can't really use these weapons because what's the point in getting better weapons because there's nothing that requires them because there's nothing that's difficult because, oh, it's a looter shooter. I, I think that, yeah, there, that there is actually a place in Warframe because of the looter shooter that it is for a small piece of content to be more difficult. This is a really fundamental argument for the whole thing, right? If I'm just getting, you know, better stuff, if I'm getting Umbral mods, if I'm getting Umbral formers, then what's the difficult part of everything? Mm -hmm. I think, in part, the direction of... Introducing game modes like what's what's the new game mode called? The one on Ganymede. I just want disruption. to call it Ganymede. Disruption, yeah. thank you. The new disruption we have too many D based um game modes. Yeah. Right, so disruption. So they they introduced this new disruption game mode and everything. And you can gain all of the cool stuff by getting up to rank so getting to rotation C as always mm -hmm. right however there is cooler stuff if you go and hunt down the secret rooms in the tile sets getting the mods from the enemies that only spawn in those secret rooms right that is a bigger incentive towards end game than just doing the same repetitive crap Right, mm -hmm. and there's no combat involved in well, there's there's generic combat yeah. involved in finding those secret rooms. So maybe the answer to Endgame is not necessarily doing the core principle of the looter shooter, right? Which is mm. to loot and sh well to shoot and then loot. It's to actually look for alternative avenues of content like what am I trying to say here like difficulty like 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 like, like, like other challenges when it comes to uh, maneuvering around the tile set just in time so you can get all these all these yep. panels to yep. unlock to yep. find this this room and I fully agree with you on that and like this is something that I've been trying to um get at like 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 figure out is there are two misconceptions right now well, there are, there are two main misconceptions which I feel a lot of people will stumble upon when we're touching on this topic. Is number one is that when we're talking about endgame and more difficulty, or no, actually, no, no, when we're talking about endgame, not more difficulty, just like endgame. Yeah. The ideas that we're offering, and which I see being offered in forums or on Reddit or by other people, a lot of times when these ideas are being offered, people are like, no, but I don't want the entire game to be that way but it's not about to have the entire game to be that way. Like, the game still stays the same as it is, but there is an addition, a small addition, as compared to the entire whole of the game. So this is not that the entire game will be replaced by rooms where you gotta, like, like you know, fly through as wisp and make sure you get it in time. No, I mean, it will just be an addition to it. If you want to do it, you can do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't, want, you don't have to do it. So I think that that's mission misconception number one. It's like... We're not like we're not like I don't think end game 
is gonna be here to change the entire game from a looter shooter into like 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 a stealth difficult solo player experience. No, no, it's just an addition to it. And number two is that Endgame doesn't have to be difficult because I think that this is a perfect example. And actually, now that I think of it, yes, these rooms and the Gassity tau set with the mods that they give and with the capture scenes that they give, they're a great example of pushing your 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 speed your speed and your uh, your parkour mods to the utmost limit to make sure that you can get it in time and it's difficult it's a little bit challenging and but i think that that's necessary because honestly if if you come up to me and you say well we're never going to have endgame it's all going to be like you can just pull out your atomos your trusty atomos or your amprax and you can just like kill everything because it's a looter shooter and again there's no difficulty it's all right then then like like I'm probably gonna stop putting formas into into my gear because why would I? And then like why would I even bother getting the latest gear? Because you know it doesn't necessarily have to be that way for you because you might enjoy being like the most powerful powerful being. And I can understand it because I've been like that too. Like I loved Ash's Blade Storm and killing everything around me. I was like yes, and that's that's why I like Lotus Shooter as well. But I also like yeah. I also like the difficulty because it gives me a reason to like I have all this all this synergy like okay so as an example and then I'll hand it off to you Drew as an example like I have a Pax Bolt on my on my kit gun and I have energy conversion on my Chroma for example my Chroma Mirage and basically energy conversion gives you a strength boost a strength boost if you pick up a energy orb and then if I use Pax Bold, which is if I make a headshot with my kit gun, it will also give me a strength boost. So basically, I can use both of these these things at the same time to give my Chroma a boost to its, uh, to, to, to its Vex armor. And then I will have a higher damage boost because I have that extra strength. That is a great thing which I build up, but I hardly use because why would I? And setting that up was like very fun because it was like oh my god I could try and get that packs bold let me do that and let me see whether that works and oh my god it works it's so cool but if there is no place in which I were ever gonna use it then yeah what's the fun <laughs> you have very valid points right so with the introduction to Hildren I was like yes I can do my amazing flexing and now I'll use oh no that's dead now no I shot that no it's dead okay mm -hmm. um wait um no it's all you know the, the weapons are so damn powerful now that we don't necessarily even have to turn on our warframe abilities and I found that of so many of the more recent warframes it's just like okay so what does this thing do I don't know I'm shooting it and it dies is, is this warframe supposed to do anything I don't know and yeah no I'm in agreement we shouldn't have to handcuff ourselves in order to do um, some of the cool stuff because we want to you know we want to have challenge with our souped up builds we want to see if our souped up builds can survive crazy long right or crazy difficult yeah I get it. I really, really do get it. Hopefully, you know, putting a positive spin on this, hopefully with the introduction to Railjack, maybe we'll start seeing new environments, right? 
that are off the star chart that could be incredibly difficult, right? You know, or maybe they could be flexible in how difficult they are. But I think there is a problem that if you say here is a trial, right? The trial is level 100 plus, you know, how many people are going to want to do the trial for the matchmaking to even work? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe that any any difficult content, mm-hmm. maybe, here's, here's one thing, maybe there should be new versions of every boss, Vor, Sargus Rock, Alad V, whatever, and they're all starting level 100, right? And they all have additional abilities from the core thing. And all they give you is some minor addition, maybe an arcane. Call them, how about we call them like, 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 like shiny four and shiny whatever, you know? Give Rock. them, yeah, and just and ju- just make them shiny, <laughs> and yeah. then make them super hard because like one thing that I'm kind of worried about is like, well, sorties were supposed to be were supposed to be these really hard missions, like it goes up to level hundred, and people are just like, yeah, you know, you do them daily, um, but yeah, I think, I think like I, I wanted to pick up on, on whoever who said this in chat, they were talking about. About I think it was Emmy Core that said about we need we would actually need to have a an extra system where where where, where things are like a level up where things are going to be harder. I can't find the, the direct message, but kind of like that, kind of like the idea of let's take let's take the solar system and make it like make it a step up and make it and make it harder. And like this is what my hopes were or are still, but like I know it's kind of unrealistic because of DE's track record of, and this is also what I think with real Jack most likely will be, is that because of their track record to kind of um, serve Make the lower, accessible. the lower, yeah, yeah the, the more accessibility, it will never be hard. And because of that, I don't think that a Tau system will be like that. However, I was, t- I, I have been talking about a Tau system quite a bit. And honestly, if I think about a Tau system, I would not care at all about whether the system, whether the tile sets looked entirely different, whether there would be entirely brand new missions. The only thing that I would care about is having sentience to fight and having them be really high level. It could just be a copy paste of the sort of system with just different planet names. Like, of course, it would be really, really nice if the planets, if there would be a lot more difference to it. But like having this 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 system where this has kind of been like a, a, a speculation thing. I don't think it's really the way, but we know that we're nearing mastering thirty. Like right now, I think mastering twenty seven is the highest that you can get out of twenty eight. Yeah, and we know that thirty is the highest at the moment. Like we don't mm-hmm. go beyond thirty. And I was like, what if mastering thirty is the max mastery rank that you can get within the solar system? That mastery rank defines the solar system. So you have the solar system and you the can get all yeah, yeah, the origin system. And then you go to the Tau system and you have Tau system master rank zero. And it's kind of like prestige and modern warfare in a sense where like yeah. you go back to zero like on that rank, but these weapons are going to be insanely powerful. And 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 because the enemies are going to be way more powerful because and this is why we've gotten the Umbro mods and the um, the Umbro mods and the, the well, both Umbro mods. I don't know, like the, the the melee weapons have a different name, but well, I'm just gonna call them Umbro two. But those Umbro mods and the Parasites, which have extra sentient uh, stats on it, you're gonna need them because without them, you're toast. And then you're gonna need them, and it's like, 
and then you're gonna start up there and like it starts really high and like you're gonna have to craft these weapons that are gonna be way more powerful and maybe there's only like maybe there's a limitation you can't take them back to the solar system because or the ordinance is because the void or whatever that's fine however i don't think with how we talked about it and the accessibility that the focuses on will most likely not happen so that's like a wishful idea but i don't think it would happen and uh yeah I, I, so I, so what like it was really interesting because as soon as you said sentience mm -hmm. something popped into my head so recently a couple of my friends have been playing the sacrifice because they've not done it yet they're they're relatively new to the game one of one of them was the one that oh, he um he hasn't done planes right mm -hmm. and the other one um she's like you know she, she's only been playing a couple of months right comparatively to us who have been playing for literal years right and they can't do the sacrifice right they they have uh the motamp right and it's mm -hmm. not tough enough to deal with the sentience right one of them you know he he was doing Oh god! One of the the lure missions. It was it was the one to get the the frick the USB stick. I can't remember what it's called. V something or another. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he was he was doing that mission to go get the USB stick, and he kept on encountering conculists and uh, battleists. Mm -hmm. Right. Every single time he got out as his operator, he was shoved back in the warframe because they would just whack him. Right, and he didn't have an opportunity to wipe out their uh, their damage resistance, and as a result, he just couldn't kill them. Right, and this is something that really concerns me. Yeah, how many? So we, I'm pretty sure you've got a very dedicated following that are, you know, just just for the sake of argument, chat. Right? Have Could you heard you... of this game called Warframe? Yeah, no. Chat, could you please put in the what's called? Yeah, in chat. How much? Sorry, what is your MR? Right, just mm -hmm. let us know what is your MR, because we're talking about like an MR. God, I can't remember what cipher is, but we've got an MR eleven, mm -hmm. and I'd probably say an MR seventeen. So we've got twenty-seven, nine, seventeen, twenty-seven, twenty-six, twenty-four, eighteen. 69? Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> right, 27, 17, 18, wait, 10, 27. So we're talking like really high-end players, right? Mm -hmm. Another 27. And if you don't have that dedicated drive to keep playing Warframe, right, then, you know, you're going to experience the same horrible nastiness that these two did right they still haven't finished the sacrifice and we are taking them to do eidolons so we can actually get them decent amps and they did their first eidolon and they hated it mm. they absolutely hated it because it was so difficult right so I I want to I want to see if I, if I can identify a particular problem with that, which I and, and and like let me know whether like how you feel about whether that's whether that can be classified as a problem because yeah like I said that 
it's easy and you're saying well the sacrifice right now with their amps is really really difficult so if you're not constantly playing warframe it's difficult and you're gonna have to like grind a lot and like if you're not doing that you can't do it like one okay so like what i think with the sacrifice is with that instance the particular like more the problem so than than the difficulty itself like okay it will be clear once I, once I get to it, but yeah. It, it, so basically, what it is is you're going in the sacrifice. You need to use this amp to take down. Um, oh my god! Uh, what was it? Umbra, Umbra. I was like, it wasn't the stalker. Mm-hmm. Umbra. You have to take down Umbra with your amp, and you have to take out the sentience with your amp. And I think that the problem isn't necessarily that it is very difficult. It is that you're forced to use, or not forced to use, this quest requires you to use a particular item at a certain skill level in that quest. And like to draw a bit of an analogy with another game item, which I think is a little bit problematic, is the Jordas quest and the Atlas assassination. If you want to get Atlas, you have to do this, this assassination where you have to go into Arkwing, and then in Arkwing you have to go and take out this the the the, the Jordas the Golem. Jordas yeah. Golem. It's impossible to do if you're a new player because like you need to have some decent Arc Arkwing gear for it, but like almost nobody bothers with Arkwing. Maybe now a little bit more because of the planes, but and Fortuna, but before that no one bothered with it. And after the first couple of months, when uh, when everyone did the art, did, did the Atlas thing, no one was going to do that anymore because it was Arcwing, and no one was doing Arcwing. Because why would you? Because there's no point in Arcwing because it's just like, it's it's still not a perfect situation, but still. And I think that with Amps, it's the same thing. If you aren't doing, if you haven't done Eidolons before, and if you haven't encountered Sentience before, only encountered like. Very few, because I don't think we have fought the sentients yet. Like, you don't fight the sentients on Lua. You just encounter them, and you can kind of run away from them if you want to. You don't have to fight them with your amp. You face Umbra, and you have to, you have to use this amp at a, decent, as a, as a pretty decent skill level, even though you've, mm, you might not have ever used it. And I think that that is... That that is... A different kind of problem. That, that, that's a that, that's a different kind of problem than having higher difficulty. And let me try and explain that more clearly. The way that I, if I'm if I'm looking at more difficulty, I'm looking at the way that you apply synergies that you take from the game. So as I was talking about, different elemental loadouts on your weapons, different like like the the synergies between your your, your arcanes and. Things that you've been building up, things that you might have been using, but we really use the the bane mods, right? Because you don't necessarily need to be faction specific, but you could use that, and you might require that for like a difficult thing. Like that is an increase in difficulty for something that you've been building over a long time, and all of a sudden, you know, if you want to like, you can gradually increase, and then like you can also do this harder thing, which like it shoots up a little bit, but it's based around the mechanics you've been building up. I think that it's a um a detachment detach the, the, the synergy between the expectations of your familiarity your familiarity with the with the with the item that the developer has of you and the reality of the things of how much you've used it is is off where they expect you to have used the mode amp or the amp for a bit if you're doing the sacrifice but in reality 
you have never used it. And they were they were expecting you to have used Arc Arcwing with the Jordas assassination, where in reality no one uses it and no one ranks it up. And it's it's like you in, instead of having this thing which you build up and then well let's try let let's try this out with like this piece this this equipment that I've built up over time and let's go. You're kind of on this on the serial line with never having used it. And all of a sudden you need to be here, and that is that's a really steep step. And you can't you can't compensate with that with other things, and. I think that that's rather problematic with 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 how much you're required to like use it over time before that and how you're eased into it because like like I I don't know I don't know if if, if I can make this entirely clear but like I, I wouldn't want Endgame like I don't think Endgame would be to like do something which you've absolutely never done before and you have to like rebuild all your warframes to start all over again and that's what I think that the sacrifice poses and with like what your friends were faced with. That they had to like start all 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 at zero with something they'd never used before, and then had to start that. If that makes sense, it makes perfect sense. I think let's let's okay. I'm I'm getting really hungry. We're mm-hmm. getting close to the two hour mark. Yeah, let's bring this to a close. Mm-hmm. We all want Endgame. All of us in. I'm pretty damn sure there's not a single person here that hasn't said. You know, let's bring on some difficulty. I'm, you know, everyone's on board for this. We're all on board for this, regardless of our mastery level. I thought that would have been a huge indicator that everyone would have been like, yeah, read, you know, in the twenty. Nope, I'm completely wrong. You know, we saw a level ML10 in there, right? I think that Endgame has to be a mimic. Pardon the the pun for mm-hmm. the sentience. Has to be a mimic of what already exists in the game. Mm -hmm. right so if we are introducing harder stuff it has to be identical to what's already in the game otherwise you know it's we cannot expect DE to put the resources into doing that because there are already too many steep curves that you know require us to go do Eidolons so that we can get them amps so that they can go do the thing on their own that we can't help them with no. You know, so yes, we want harder stuff. Yes, I'm gonna continuously rant and say I want to see harder stuff in ESO. We need more carrots, right? We need carrots further in. These carrots can't be too OP. I think that's pretty much it. Should we take to chat to see if anyone has any questions? Yeah, I think uh, I think that this is a good time to go to questions, and I, I like. There, 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 there's one one thing that I want to add on to, to closing it. I really agree with the, with the carrots thing and also what you said with the the progression thing where it's very uneven. I saw someone talk about about the why can't we split updates up into new players and, and veteran players and I think that next week I might want to propose that we talk about the viability of Warframe. Like I've, I've heard people say that maybe like will Warframe be around for another year and I think that's a really interesting topic to talk about because I want to continue on on like let's take a look at the past two updates which were Fortuna and Planes of Eidolon the two big big updates and look at those two and see that well for for veteran players or for people looking for endgame those weren't satisfactory but at the same time I've heard a lot of people say well they cater to new players but I don't think that the new player experience there has improved. I don't think that an Eidolon or a, 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 a Planes of Eidolon, as you said with, uh, say, as Vigil at the at the start, 
like an hour ago that their experience is really really great either so i think that both cams are kind of like being missed out and they're not really spot on on the new players or spot on on the veterans and that might be problematic and it might be like one of the reasons that we're we're like we don't know whether endgame might even be a thing because the like like and this is what i want to propose for, for for next week we continue on with this talk is that i don't think that we'll ever see endgame unless people feel to some degree satisfied enough that they'll allow creating these carrots to have more difficult content and what i mean with that is that as long as people don't feel that so 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 like i don't think warframe could get away with giving us an endgame piece if right now the new players are like well but then we can't do anything and we have problems with our new player experience and the mid player mid the mid-level players are like well we have a lot of problems and like we don't know what to do and like this is like i think that like that is something interesting to look towards for next for next yeah next week but yeah let's go if you guys have some questions throw in the questions right here and uh, we'll answer them whether they're related to Endgame, whether they relate to Warframe, whether they relate to anything. Put them down, we'll answer a few of them. And uh, yeah, Drew, if you have any that you see already. Uh, okay, so I see one here, which is from Cephalon Tribal. Uh, is Endgame possible? Personally, I think yes, but we have to remember that that goalpost is always going to have to move. Mm -hmm. How quickly can DE move that goalpost? Because Tridolons, they were in game for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it it always has to move, but um, yeah, as I said, I think that a requirement for that is that we have at least some stability that people will allow more targeted approaches towards different player type player groups. And we have an idea, we need to have some sort of concept of what an endgame will be, because I think that the concept is kind of, we kind of specified on something, but I think it's still kind of all over the place. If you ask people what will endgame be, and they're like, I don't know. Yep. Spy v Spy Aeon. Like Reb already told, people log off, but eventually, damn it. Sorry, I just scrolled eventually up. Eventually return. People... Yeah. I'm playing Warframe since ever and had my times to stop playing but always returned. It's hard uh, to me to think Warframe will ever end as a game is uh, in the next years. Do you agree? I can't see Warframe going anywhere. No. Um I want to I want to kind of touch on that next week maybe and go into there because I I don't think Warframe is gonna is gonna end anytime soon because even if they were to screw up every single update right now, players that just started, I I got six years into this game, so if I were to start out right now, I still have like years to go with the content that is there, and that and that would assume that ever that, that there's nothing noteworthy to to come on out. I do think one thing that is important with returning is that for me to return, there needs to be something. I I I I think for returning there there are two things that that the, that I would need to have is number one is I would have to have some sort of feeling that it's that there's a reason for me to progress especially when when I've hit the end of the game or kind of like when I when I've hit the point where I'm right now where it's like hey here are there gonna be challenges for which I'm gonna need my knowledge of the game because for two now I'm playing Spider and haven't done that so far or is the story gonna continue at a decent pace because I because 
you know, we uh, we haven't had a or quite or like like a lore cinematic thing in in a year, and I, that that's number point number two. The pacing of Warframe is all over the place. Like literally, I I haven't been able to like draw a line as to like when they kind of update and what their update schedule is. I don't think they have like a like a reoccurring pattern. And if there's no reoccurring pattern and they're not really good at like announcing release dates, it's kind of like if I move away from the game, then I'll just have to like. It's kind of like you log in over half a year, and maybe something has changed, and yeah, that's it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zachimus, does the state of endgame content hurt your enjoyment of the game, or is it just, uh, or is it more just I want more? Personally, doesn't really hurt the my enjoyment of the game. I really drive my. I dr- derive my enjoyment from the game by playing with other people you know mm-hmm. just ch- talking with them shooting the shit hitting the breeze eating the food so i'm hungry yeah my for for me my 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 main enjoyment of the game consists of streams so interacting with you guys hanging out like doing like helping you guys out with whatever we're doing what we're doing relics or so that being said it does play a part in the sense of I enjoy the game a lot more if there is something that I need to like if if I need to go out and make a, and, and see like a synergy and like oh my god let's make this build and let's use this and if there will never be an end game or in any place a place to use that then it very quickly becomes like why would I bother also I was looking at the wrong camera I'm sorry I was looking at Drew only even yeah. looking at you, so it's fine. <laughs> no, I was looking into your camera. I wasn't looking at them, but yeah, it's 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 like for me, the stream and making videos really keeps up my enjoyment of Warframe. And if I wasn't doing that, I wouldn't be playing this anymore, most likely. And if I look at that, then my most important, then then yes, it would really impact me because knowing that your investment into the time into grinding things out and into the time into finding synergies is going to be worth it later on with a form of end game with more difficulty yeah that that would be pretty important for me but right now not really okay two last questions mm-hmm. one potato gaming 61 sorry 6911 what do you think of the new update the hype what do you th- what do you all think of the new updates, the, the hype, and how will Warframe go on in the future? That is a big question. <laughs> that is more a... of the same. Yeah, it's. Um, I think we. I think we, we we spoke about the hype in the first podcast, and yeah. don't like the don't trust the hype until you can see the the back end of it and. I, like I don't know, I'm gonna have to see the update. I think that's that's something that we can, especially in the future. That's like an entire podcast on its own. So yeah, uh, short answer. Right now, I, I'm just gonna have to see when it comes out, and we'll see as it goes. Because yeah. Right then, last question from Cephalon Tribal: Do you think Hydroid Prime trailer is endgame? I think it's absolute. 
Endgame because that trailer they've been working on that for over two years and 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 I know they say they've forgotten it but I'm absolutely certain they've been working on it day and night so that's gonna be a trailer that's gonna be more have more special effects than 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 the 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 the, uh, the Endgames uh, Avengers Endgame so it's gonna be more more Endgame than Endgame the movie so it's gonna be absolute Endgame yeah that was a good movie right okay so that's it for this week's episode thank you very much everyone for coming all 41 of you you lovely glorious bastards and sorry and bastards and if you have any suggestions on topics that we should cover please leave them in the comments of the YouTube video either found on youtube.com slash post Malone or youtube.com slash xenogallion either the highlights video or the full two hour thing yeah just let us know what you think we should cover what you thought of the actual topics themselves do you think warframe can actually truly get some end game what would you like end game to be i'm asking am i asking too many questions <laughs> right well um, um we'll have uh, we'll have a i think that that works i will have a that doesn't work <laughs> that didn't apply the channel but in 24 hours this podcast will be live on youtube.com slash post malone games which will be uh linked down below or if you're watching this on youtube hey but uh yeah go out there like go there and just like feel free to comment down below casino will have a highlights video up within which is this with this entire thing in like 20 minutes on youtube.com slash casino galleon so check that out and Comment That's late. typically on Friday. Yeah, on Friday. So make sure you, uh, like, if you have, like, I've seen a lot of things in chat. I'm trying to, we're trying to get to them while also maintaining discussion. So if you want to, like, add on to things that we haven't touched on, add them in the comments because we do read them. And I think, like, a lot of these comments are really, really interesting things for new topics that we can just, like, continue on where we left off today. 